Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to Why Not Me, Turning Trials into Triumphs, Seeking and Embracing Success. This is your host, Coach Todd Halls. I'm super grateful to be here with you. So glad that you are taking some time out of your day to, to tune in and listen. I'm excited for our guest. We, we are, today, we welcome back Jay Lee, a.k.a. Sales Ninja. Jay was on fairly recently. He was on episode 72 back on April 6th. So you please go check that out after listening to today's. Uh, but Jay's got something exciting coming up this coming week and just wanted to visit with him about it and allow him to share with you um, in case you've forgotten or you didn't listen last time, a little background. Jay is a husband, a dad. He's a Christ follower. He's a coach. As, as mentioned in the name, he is the sales ninja. So with that, Jay, welcome back to Why Not Me. Uh, Share a little bit more with our listeners. Hey, Todd, thanks for having me back. And so glad to meet with your audience once again to share any sales strategies and uh, tools of the trade that can help your audience sell more to give more, because that's what we do. Outstanding. How did, so just a real quick background. Do you think some people are just born salespeople and, and, and some just are not, or is it absolutely trainable? What What are your thoughts? Wow, that's a million dollar question. That is a great question. So I think, cause I was just talking to a friend of mine that I've known for decades and she was never ever in sales. Um, she was actually in non nonprofit and also denominational ministries, which is a completely different industry and niche. And when I heard that she pivoted to enterprise sales, I was like, without even her telling me, I knew that she probably was doing very well or is going to do very well based on her personality, her charisma, and the way that she communicates. And when I caught up with her, I found that she's on track to be in the president's club within her first year. And she has not only met, but is exceeding her targets. So I think it's both in. I think some people are really born with the ability to sell. And when I say sell, without sounding salesy, selling is, I believe, leadership. Um, and so the majority of people in on the planet um, may not have the leadership gifting. Um, so that's why sales, I think, comes quite um, difficult for most because it's foreign. And for most of us, it's a learned skill. Okay. Okay. So you tying sales to leadership, that's, that's interesting. Um, tell us more about that. Like what, uh, explain the parallels, how, how that 
how that shakes out in your brain. Yeah. So sales is really transformational leadership where we're not here to coerce, manipulate, or you know, persuade anyone against their will, which I think is what is taught in a lot of sales training and coaching, coaching, which is unfortunate. I think sales is really transformational leadership, which is you're helping facilitate a conversation on a decision they already want to make, but you're actually answering any questions, which is, you know, people will call handling objections. Um, and I don't look at that as a negative thing where a lot of people may see that as a negative or, you know, a personal attack. So they become defensive. I look at it as, you know, in the Bible, it talks about uh, sheep are lost without a shepherd, but they recognize the voice. But for people who are prospects and potential buyers, they don't recognize the voice because they haven't been around you or me or that coach. So it's important for them to, when they have objections or questions, um, it's important for you to ask really good questions and help them understand. So we're educating, we're equipping, and we're empowering them to make an informed decision on what they already want. We're just removing the barriers for them. And that's really good leadership. Mm, well, yeah, it, it definitely is. So it's interesting as you shared that, um, this notion that what you want, when, when somebody asks a question, a prospect, for instance, it, that's, we, it gets classified as objection. When mm-hmm. it's, it seems right, at least mm-hmm. it was framed. When, when actually they're just seeking to understand, right? They're just looking for more knowledge, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and in addition to knowledge, they're wondering. You know, everyone is always trying to understand what's in it for me, right? So, who cares about what you do, Jay, and what you've done? Can you help me solve X, Y, Z, which is pain problem? And can you help take me from current state to my desired and or dream state would even be better, but let's just get to desired state, which is like, you know, maybe it's a number in your revenue, 10K months, maybe it's in health to shred, uh, you know, 30 pounds of uh, weight so that you can get a beach bod. Uh, Maybe it's overcoming imposter syndrome or limiting beliefs so that you can really, really, you know, perform well in your either business or in your corporation So what you're doing is you're just really helping them bridge the gap by becoming the solution and helping them get the desired results that they already want and they're willing to pay for. Sure, 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 sure. So, so, so selling is serving. Well said. And, uh, there's a book called, um, the, I think it's called the giver, um, which is, uh, uh, give giver selling. I can't remember who the author was. And he gives a great analogy in a lot of sales. And I might even say most sales or sales calls, there's this pitch. So we look at the sport uh, like baseball. And let me ask you a, a, a quiz, a pop question. So Todd, what is the goal of that pitcher in a baseball game? The, the goal of the pitcher mm-hmm. is to... Uh, not let anyone hit. <laughs> yep. Or which is, and then what, what's another way of saying that if you're not letting them hit, what is the, what is, striking, what are they doing when they, you're striking them out. Exactly. Bang on. So hundred points right there, bonus points, Nice. because what happens in sales is we're typically taught how to make or close a sale and, you know, pitch and strike them out, which is like, 
they are a, a means to an end. And how can we force the card out of their wallet? And that's why we get this, you know, stereotype in sales with, with a used car salesperson or that commission-based retail person that's hunting you down in the clothing store and, you know, trying to put on all these different kinds of clothes that you don't even want, let alone, you know, many of us don't even want to be bothered, but they keep hounding us. And so in sports, baseball is the analogy where in traditional sales, they're trying to strike you out or or close you, quote unquote, close you. Whereas in tennis, um, what we're doing is we're serving. Just exactly what you said, uh, selling is serving. And when you're playing a tennis game and you're serving, you're having a back and forth rally, which is exactly what we talked about, which is just a simple, fun, if that's even possible, fun especially for those who are introverted who are, or who hate sales or don't like the idea of getting on a call with someone, that it can actually be fun and it could be actually a learning experience for people on the other end to learn about your product or service and answer any questions or challenges that they may have. And then while you're having that game of tennis, you're just going back and forth, back and forth and having a dialogue and you know they can understand and really realize that you can help them. And so there's a win. Yeah, a win-win. So both for, for both, right? They have, they have an mm-hmm. understanding. They can they can make a decision based on a, a, well a good educated decision. And in the salesperson, you have, have done your job on educating them and exactly and serving, and serving them. So when you when you explain it like that, it's you know, and we talk about it sales as a ser- sales serving. So even with that, even with that head knowledge, how much of what you do and help your customers with is related to the tactical steps, like how the process works, and how much is related to all the junk that they carry around inside their head about the image they have of salesmen and whether or not they want to join the ranks? Yeah. So can you can you reframe that question? Because I think I got what you said, sure. but I want to make sure I get I it right on. You you alluded to the the used car salesman, right? The stereotypical right. salesperson. Right. Right. And right. I, I talked to quite a few people who's just simply and that quote don't like selling, end quote. Right. I just mm. just don't like selling. And so no and you could we could I think you could teach them any of the tactical steps mm-hmm. about how to ask questions, et cetera, et cetera. But until they deal with that mental image and the head junk that they have, it's going to be hard for them to step into that role and serve as by selling. And so mm. when you're working with people, do you help with the, with the, with the head junk and the, the baggage that may be keeping them and the tactical side or one or the other? Yeah, that's a great question. Now I completely understand. So yeah, definitely actually the first part of the program is mindset. Because, you know, having a serving mindset and a million dollar mindset is thinking bigger, uh, thinking, you know, starting with the why. So I teach, why do you want to sell? And if the answer is because I want to make a lot of money, that's a legitimate answer, but it's not good enough because in any business, um, whether you're making a lot of money or you're not making um, a lot of money, if there's a bad day and there's consecutive bad days, there's no why to fall back on. 
Um, so for example, my why is to, because I was a former pastor for 10 years and struggled financially, and I learned a lot about service. We talked about selling and serving. So mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly that was not, I, I wasn't a pastor for the money. That was clear. Um, so that's just share motive. But because I struggled financially, I couldn't give more. And I wanted to give radically and lavishly. Um, and if you don't have a lot, you can't give a lot. So I made a kind of like a, a prayer to God and said, if you can teach me how to have some sort of skill set to teach people how to make more money, then I want to really make it my why on how to break the cycle of generational poverty so that we can fund you know, missions, local church projects. So something that is near and dear to my heart, in addition to you know, uh, raising support for churches and missionaries, is to help break the cycle of generational poverty and fund projects like child trafficking so we can eliminate all the trauma and the terror that's happening in our world, even in our own backyards. Can you tell us what you mean by generational poverty? Great question. So, you know, back in the earlier years, especially with my generational ancestry, um, there has been a cycle of poverty where because uh, back in the day, and this is different now, but back in the day, and even in biblical times, if you if a woman became widowed, um, she became, you know, it was a vow to poverty almost, not as a, a nun or whatever, but because the livelihood and the ability to generate wealth was not there, and women were treated differently back in this t- in that time. But uh, you know, because of our previous generations, there was a lot of um, uh, fatherlessness, meaning fathers abandoning abandoning their children and leaving the homes and not being present, it left um, a lot of holes or gaps, if you will. And especially financially, um, my grandmothers and great-grandmothers had to work, you know, two, three jobs at a time. Um, And, you know, my dad's side, they had 12 kids, so they lived in complete poverty. My mom's side, there were three, but two died because of the generational poverty they were not able to afford medicine for simple things like smallpox. And the other Mm -hmm. one drowned in a pool because they didn't have the money to give them swimming lessons. So, I mean, as simple as, you know, swimming lessons and money for that and medication from a drugstore, um, people are literally or were literally dying and almost um, ending an entire generation or legacy of family. And so not just physically with mortality, but financially, there has been a cycle of poverty, if that makes sense. It, it does, I think. Yep, yep. It's passed, it's passed down. It, it's, 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 it's like it's a learned behavior. Yeah, generation after generation after generation, when um, you're living with scarcity and poverty mindset, it's really hard to break out of that. And also because education uh, was not affordable, um, they were not able to get the proper jobs and make the proper money. Sure, sure, sure. So can you think of, uh, and, and folks you've worked with, uh, any examples of, of a, like a real, like an extreme or a radical turnaround? Like, um, oh, you could just briefly tell us about your your um, your journey, because I know, you know, as you already shared, you were a pastor, it was... It, it was struggling, and, and you um, 
prayed to God and, and worked through some things. And now you're coaching other people uh, on, on sales. So you're one example. Can you, can you share any examples of some of your clients? Yeah. Of your clients that yeah, just absolutely. An amazing turnaround. Yeah. So uh, one of the ladies, and this is so such a, a bizarre story. I mean, um, when my kids were younger, we, there's like a city program where there's like, um, like a day, like kind of like a daycare for kids. And there was like a play date at a community center. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at a, a day, like a, like a childcare play date, um, where there was a bunch of toys and kids. And I met this lady there one time. And then I don't know how, but we exchanged contact information. I think she was looking at starting some sort of like bed and bath or some sort of retail business at the time. And I was like, wow, that's a huge, you know, venture to, you know, kind of, um, to, to try, to try taking on at that time I was in pastoral ministry. So there was no site in mind for like entrepreneurship or sales coaching or any of that kind of stuff back then Mm -hmm. kept in touch with her. And then long story shorter, I was doing high ticket coaching after uh, selling for a bunch of coaches and getting some pretty big, big numbers on the scoreboard was selling millions and millions of dollars. Um, one highlight was selling a million dollars or over a million dollars in only 12 weeks for one of my health coaches. <laughs> so that's, um, you know, something that w- was caught a lot of people's attention. It caught her attention and got in a call with her. She was in her car and she did launch that bed and bath kind of retail store, but, um, because of the overhead costs and some pandemic issues and the container, uh, you know, shipping costs, her, her business went bankrupt very, very quickly. Mm. And she was like in tears and she said, I see that you're, you know, helping coaches launch their business or grow and scale their businesses. I'm looking at, looking at doing like a, a mindset or intuitive coaching, but I don't really have the skills, the social proof, um, the strategies, so on and so forth. So with very little to nothing, um, and she gave me multiple, multiple, uh, testimonials live and recorded saying that in six months, um, she reached over a hundred thousand dollars with no previous offer, no previous sales experience, and no idea how to do the organic strategy on social media. That's amazing. Just amazing. Wow. So, so walk us through the process. If, 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 if you would, um, I raise my hand and say, Jay, this man, I've seen what you're doing on social media. I'm getting to know you a little bit. I know you like you trust you. How do, I want to work with you. Where do we go from there? What's the, what's the process look like? Yeah, great question. Um, it's a pretty detailed process. I mean, I do have like a bunch of steps, but um, the 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 uh, blueprint, if you will, is it's quite simple. Um, so I try to take what's complex and confusing and try to make it simple and clear. So one of the first steps that I help walk coaches and entrepreneurs through is offer clarity. So I was just working with one of my clients today and she didn't have offer clarity, which means she didn't have any conviction, which means she wasn't able to put the commitment and consistency. Here you have like the six C sermon, right? From a former pastor. (laughs) So without the conviction, without the clarity, um, without the consistency, there is no client and no cash. So that's not good. So what the first thing I do when I work with clients and onboard them 
is I'll do a one-on-one with them and I'll deep dive into their offer clarity. So we'll work on their high ticket offer. We'll work on refining what the pricing model looks like. We'll laser focus on an ideal client avatar, and then we'll test and iterate it until it resonates and it monetizes. That's step one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. next step is branding, making sure that on the social media that they're becoming an attractive client magnet that attracts hungry, motivated buyers to the solution that you have to offer to that market. So that we'll do a brand audit. And then third thing is um, organic strategy through growing and monetizing a Facebook group. And the fourth thing is making sure that there is social proof and that you're establishing your authoritative expertise, so that people know that you're the person that they would consider coming to as a solution or an option. And then the last two steps are front end and back end, which is lead generation to make sure that you're booking appointments or calls to your calendar. And then the last step is making sure that you're selling like crazy so that you can sell more to give more. Awesome. Good. So, awesome. Awesome. So it sounds like there's a lot there. Yeah. How long does it take? Cause you, the, the, the story you shared, I mean, in just six months, this, this, this lady that you helped is generating, has generated a hundred thousand dollars. So that's pretty, that's pretty fast and dramatic results in the process you just laid out. Sounds like, like in my head, I'm like, well, that's going to take a year, but clearly it doesn't. Yeah. So what, what do you see? How quick can folks expect or you know, assuming of course that they're diligent, they have to be disciplined to put in the work, but like how long does it take to get through the program? Yeah. So my program is only three months. Um, six months, it took her longer because she had no offer and she had no social proof. So typically when I work with my clients, the criteria that I'm looking for is that they have a high ticket offer um, and they've pre-sold it, which means that they already have clients. They already have social proof. They already have a zone of genius or expertise because working with people that are new and actually I declined her probably four or five times because I told her, listen, you're not my ideal client because I don't know if I can help you. Number two, I don't know if we're a right fit. And I don't know, number three, if you have a zone of genius that I can help market and monetize. And she begged me, begged me, begged me. I'm like, well, it's probably not going to work. But if we do, we might get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so in a nutshell, um, if or when people have the certain criteria, which is um, they're a high ticket, um, they have a high ticket offer, they pre-sold it, um, and they're just struggling to grow and scale it. That's where in like 30, 60, 90 days, you know, I can help really get them the results. Like one coach that I was working with, she had three objection handling issues that she couldn't deal with or close more sales in like three and a half months. I did one call with her in our group coaching call and I helped her work through the objection handling and we did some sales role playing. And then the next week from those three handling objection uh, role play practice calls, she closed $21,000 in seven days. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, we can get results. It's just a matter of if people are coachable, they're going to implement and they already have an existing offer. Yeah. Yeah. It's so in the story you shared, I heard something else though, for our listeners. Um, If you're, if you want something, don't, don't, don't take no. Think about it. Think how many people, that we know that the first time you said, yeah, you're not, no, I'm not going to work with you. 
they turn and walk away and they're like, oh, you know what? I, I, another, um, whatever, another opportunity I can't take advantage of. And they just give up. This lady was like, no, I want to work with Jay. And she kept knocking. She kept knocking. Mm-hmm. Until finally, you're like, all right, but I don't know if it's going to work. And look, and, and so just her perseverance, her, her grit in staying with you yielded tremendous results for her. Yeah, you're right. I think I think you're right. The grit, which is the passion coupled with perseverance, um, and the unwillingness to give up, because you know she was a single mom with two kids. Her life depended on it. And uh, the last time she jumped on one of our calls with tears and complete emotion, and she said, "Jake did not ask me to come and say this. I was not invited to even mention this. But if it wasn't for him and his help." I would not be where I am if it wasn't for his help. So I, you know, that's that's what we do it for is that why of breaking that cycle of generational poverty, which is where she was headed. And I'm like, that was worth it. That's why we do what we do. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. That's why. So and as I introduced you today, um, talked about something you've got coming up next week, I believe. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing with your with your program next week yeah so um for coaches entrepreneurs and high ticket uh course creators you know so many of them are sick and tired of what we call these salesy sleazy tactics and so my question in this challenge that i'm doing next week is what if i could show you a different way um you know a new way that is not salesy that is not sleazy and for most part and this is going to be really hard to believe for some of you I don't even have to ask for the sale. What? (laughs) Right? Because when you're asking really good questions and you're framing and handling objections, people typically ask me for the sale and I teach my clients and coaches how to do the same. And they're as shocked as listeners here listening that, you know, they were able to close. I I have one of my clients who did not believe in herself. Um, when I increased her ticket price, she was like, there's no way people are going to buy. So she was not in a good position. And then with two calls that she had, she closed 100% of those calls, two out of two. And she generated $40,000 in revenue from those two calls. So there were $20,000 ticket prices. So I want to share with you how you can increase your ticket price, how you can get more clarity in your offer, learn how to handle any objection and build rapport and ask really good questions so that you don't have to ask for the sale. And that is the way I'm going to share with you in this five-day Black Belt Ninja Sales Challenge next week from Monday, May the 8th to Friday, May the 12th from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So in this challenge, I'm going to share with you how you can get these results. And then for the VIP members, I'm going to do a private Zoom where for an additional hour, which is from 1 to 2 p.m., I'm going to help any coach or course creator get unstuck in real time. Mm. Cool. So who all, you mentioned coaches, course creators, entrepreneurs. Um, like, uh, who all is that? Like, like what, what across what industries? Who's going to show up? Yeah, so any... Any industry in the high ticket coaching space, that in itself could be, you know, mindset coaches, health coaches, it could be NLP coaches, it could be sales coaches, um, it could be marriage coaches, 
you know, entrepreneurs that may be in the tech space, uh, course creators who are creating, you know, any kind of course and have a high ticket offer. Um, sales is universal because it's serving, it's selling, it's negotiating. It's also facilitating that leadership that we talked about earlier in this call on how to facilitate a dialogue to help people overcome the hurdles to what they already want. So if you have a high ticket offer, typically that's anywhere from minimum 3000 to 5000 um, We can help you increase that ticket price uh, with time and case studies and resonance uh, to 10, 25, 50, 100, 150K or more. Wow. Cool. Very cool. So you mentioned when we were talking earlier, um, typically you're pro like when somebody comes on, you work with them for three months. Do you have longer, like if somebody wants to go deep with you, is there, do you have a longer or a different level of program? Um, what, 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 are some, what all do you offer? So it's interesting when we talk about offer clarity. So there's two things that happened. So just as you suggested, what happens after the three months? Um, typically, uh, people get uh, pretty good results to crazy results, and they're kind of in the flow of having the process and the systems to be able to continue that. People who want to grow and scale even further, um, they asked me what they could do. So I just made up an offer on the spot two offers. Uh, one was, you know, the hybrid group coaching for an additional 12 months. They all just pay a monthly retainer. So let's mm -hmm. say they put $1 in the gumball machine and I help them get $3 out of the gumball machine. <laughs> they're going to do that all day, every day. And they're going to yep. borrow from the bank to get that money because the ROI is worth it. So that's my hybrid group coaching for the additional 12 months. It's just a monthly retainer. Um, and they're easily paying that and, you know, hand over fist making money on top of that. And then the other one where people are like, hey, you know, I've hit 10, 25. One of my clients is doing $250,000 a month. <laughs> so that's a bit higher. And they're like, I need some extra time with you. How do I get that? So I have a VIP one-on-one. In addition, they get the group coaching and all the support that's in there with the training portal. Um, but they get one-on-one -on -one with me every other week for an hour. And then we'll have some bonus VIP sessions where we'll do a working session with my VIP clients, where we'll do a group work session. Um, and that's where one of my clients, they she closed 40K in like two calls. So they can really get some hyper accelerated results and collapse time in a very, very uh, small amount of time. That is awesome. That is awesome. Cool that, that you've got multiple layers and somebody... And once they experience the results that you get them can go even deeper and, and continue to build that momentum. Right. And that's what I teach people how to do. Build momentum, build momentum, create offers, and also increase their ticket price by increasing their perceived value, which is what I'm going to teach next week uh, from the value equation. That's based on Alex Hormozzi's hundred million dollar offers. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, you mentioned Alex Hamosi. How, how much? So, uh, when did you first learn about him and hundred million dollar offers? I think about a year ago. And <laughs> when I bought the book and the audio, I listened to it. I don't know, probably twenty times in the first um, two months. 
And I just really took everything that he said and was like, it completely resonated. And he speaks like, he writes how he speaks, which I really appreciate. I wasn't a great English student. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's interesting that I have been able to, even as a poor English student and writer, I try to write like I speak, which is very, very simple, probably grade three, four, five level. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But in marketing, that tends to do quite well. So I was able to, with that kind of grade three, four, five level, do a hundred K launch in a hundred days with my business. Wow. That's impressive numbers. Okay. So once again, for, for our listeners who have heard a little bit, they now, now they've gotten to know you a little bit twice on this show. Uh, remind us again, where to find you? What do we need to do to get signed up for next week? How do we how do we get more J Sales Ninja? Yeah, so I mean, you guys can find me on Instagram, uh, Go Sales Ninja Pro. You can find me on Facebook, which is I think Facebook um, dot com backslash. I think it's J Lee Canada, J A Y L E E Canada. Um, I'm sure uh, Todd can throw up the links um, with my bio, and then I have a link to join the sales challenge class next week that I I will forward over to Todd and it's going to be value packed. I mean, the, the, the the investment for that is uh, far outweighed by the amount of strategies and the coaching that I'm going to offer because it's my way of saying, thank you, God, for giving me the superpowers to help break the cycle of generational poverty. And in light of May, uh, May and the star Wars of yesterday, uh, date. I want to say May the 4th be with you. And I believe that this new sales ninja is a new way of selling. Hashtag this is the way. Hashtag this is the way. So that we can <laughs> sell more to give more. Amen, brother. Yes, yes. Jay, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, one thing before we go, um, What's a new important or impactful question you would have our listeners take with them? What should they be pondering? Um, what is a what is a question that they should be pondering? Is that what you're saying? Yep. What's a question our listeners should be asking? Oh wow! I think I think based on you know their business and what they're doing is going back to their why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because you know passion will die. You know, uh, social media strategies, you know, will stop working to some degree. Tools, you know, sometimes the algorithms don't don't work well with the tools. So there's things that are going to fall and fail, and we're going to continue need to learn and relearn stuff. That's fine. But without the why as the fallback, it's going to be really hard to not only um, survive, but it's going to be difficult to thrive. And I just really want to encourage everyone to have fun along the way and whether you hire me or Todd or anyone else that you hire a coach because they're going to help you level up. So know your why and hire a coach that's going to help you level up. Awesome. Makes all the difference in the world. Two, two, two great things. Thanks Jay so much for being on today. I'm excited for next week and I, yeah, I hope you just get hordes, droves of people uh, connecting with you and coming into that five day challenge. It's going to be amazing. Thanks so much for having me, Todd. My pleasure. Listeners, thank you so much for being here. Your time is a gift. Thanks for tuning in, listening. I hope you found tremendous value in this. I would encourage you uh, 
uh, to get check out what Jay's doing, get get plugged in, learn from him. Uh, and in the meantime, whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, remember, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to all. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.